Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today is it is uh, December first, first, and we are going to be making my predictions for for uh, this week's college football games. And I have a special guest. I got my friend Cedric here. What's going on, everybody? This is Cedric Granger. I attend Ohio University. I want to be a broadcaster in the future, and I'm really glad to be on Football Talk with Freddie right here to get to talk about some of the college football games that we have coming up here. And, yeah, and then we're going to give our opinion on potentially the who's going to be ranked in this week's uh, college football rankings, who's going up, who's going down. So let's get to it. Oh, yeah. So for the first game we're going to talk about on Football Talk with Freddie, we have the number four Ohio State Buckeyes traveling to East Lansing, Michigan to take on, to take on the Michigan State Spartans. Buckeyes are 4-0, and Michigan State is 2-3 and right now. Right now, they Michigan State defeated the Northwestern Wildcats last week, and they're looking to get another big upset this week. What do you have to say about this game? All right, so Ohio State, every time you go to on the road to face Michigan State, as a Buckeye fan, you always feel a little bit nervous just because there have been many upsets that have happened, whether it was on the road at East Lansing or even at home against Michigan State. I still remember a really good Buckeye team that was ranked number two in the nation, and they went on the road to play Michigan State, and they almost lost. They won only 17-16 to 16, thanks to a failed Michigan State two-point conversion. So Ohio State just got to be careful right here. They are way more talented than Michigan State, though, at pretty much every position. But Michigan State does have some playmakers. Um, one of the main guys to watch out for is Naylor. They have a really good wide receiver. He went for a 75-yard touchdown reception against Northwestern and had a really big game right there, as well as Rocky Lombardi having his best game of the year against Northwestern in their upset victory over the number. Wildcats. So if Michigan State wants to keep up their momentum, what they're going to need to do is really take advantage of that momentum from last week, continue that this week, and uh, they could try to pull off the upset. But I don't think that's actually going to happen. I think the Buckeyes just have too much talent at the wide receiver position. They got Justin Fields, which coming off his worst game against Indiana where he threw three interceptions, uh, Justin Fields really wants to reestablish himself. I think he's going to have a really great game right there. It's just going to be a passing clinic. And I see Ohio State pulling off the victory by a score of about 42 to 17 something along that line in a very cold and probably snowy east lansing what do you think james uh, i think think the buckeyes are gonna easily pull this game out the real question is i think is if this game will be played for because ohio state they've already had two games postponed and they're trying to go to the uh, big 10 championship and they can't have another game postponed unless the big 10 changes the rules obviously so so I'm going to go with the Buckeyes for this game. Yeah, let's just hope it doesn't get canceled for the Buckeyes' sake. Because the Big Ten, if they don't allow the Buckeyes to play in this game, uh, that could really bring up a really rough scenario for the Big Ten right there where they may be left out of the playoffs in favor for a team like Cincinnati or BYU if Ohio State cannot play in their Big Ten championship. Yeah, so, so for this game, I'm taking the Buckeyes, and Cedric's taking the Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. The next game we ha- we have is the uh, number five Texas A&M Aggies taking on uh, number twenty-two Auburn. Auburn t- took a beat down last week against uh, Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Uh, seems to be a trend every time they have to go on the road uh, at Alabama to go in the Iron Bowl. Definitely a little bit difficult for them. I know they're going to want to try to bounce back here, but I don't see it. 
I mean, it really is going to depend a lot on Bo Nix. Bo Nix, he almost seems to have a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing going on where there are some weeks where Bo Nix is just on it and he's just leading Auburn and he shows that he's like one of the most elite quarterbacks in college football. But then he has days that are just terrible where he's just in a rut like the game against South Carolina which was just inexplainably bad and just other games where Auburn just does not show up but when they do show up they always are really good they have a lot of really good talent especially at the wide receiver position I mean you got lots of speed with guys like Schwartz as well too and you got Seth Williams out there too so I mean you guys just have some dudes at wide receiver that really could uh, create some bad matchups for the Texas A&M defense and the Texas A&M defense did a pretty good job against LSU's uh, uh, lowly offense last year or last week only allowing seven points but Texas A&M definitely needs to bring their A game if they want to be able to uh, win this game against Auburn because talent wise they are pretty even but I'm gonna go ahead and um, I actually think Auburn might pull off this upset right here uh, Auburn once again they've been really a hot and cold team and I think they're gonna want to finish strong so I think they're gonna really edge out Texas A&M I think it's gonna be about a 27 24 type game where I'm going to pay take the Auburn Tigers to pull off the upset. What do you think, Jens? Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I'm going to take the Aggies. Aggies, their defense for most of the, for most of the season has been pretty solid. Offense has had some inconsistencies. Kelamon last week uh, struggled, struggled, but I think he's going to bounce back. They're going to, they're going to rely on the run game by, Isaiah Spiller, Spiller. He for the second half of the season, he's been carrying this Aggies team, and I think he's going to have a big day against the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, I definitely can see a lot of scenarios where Texas A&M can win. But hey, even the matchup predictor, they have Auburn uh, winning fifty three percent of the time in their matchup scenario. So definitely shows how even these teams are. Even though both teams have really had seasons that are kind of opposite in nature, as Texas A&M is right there on the uh, bubble, right there in the playoffs, while Auburn is well out of it. All right, on to the next matchup right here. We're going to have a matchup between number 17, Texas Longhorns, coming off a loss over uh, Iowa State. And um, they're going to be playing on the road, going to the Little Apple, a.k.a. Manhattan, Kansas, to take on the Kansas State Wildcats, who have been skidding right now as they went from being in the top 25 to now falling to a 4-5 and five record ever since Skylar Thompson has been out. So things have definitely fallen off for the Wildcats. But uh, what do you think of this uh, game right here, James, between Texas and Kansas State? Well, Kansas State, they were a pretty good team to start off the season. But then their quarterback, Skylar Thompson, went down with an injury and... After that, they've kind of gone downhill. Texas, they've been an up-and-down team. Team, some weeks their offense looks amazing. Some weeks you wonder what happened to their offense. Sam Ellinger, he needs, he needs to play the best football football he can, can for Texas to try to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Playoffs, pretty much out of the question right now, but they could still technically have a chance to win the Big Ten our Big 12 championship. Yeah, I could definitely see that as well. I mean, Texas still has a lot to play for. They do have the bad losses in terms of tiebreaker to teams like Iowa State as well as to Oklahoma, which are really terrible losses to have in terms of tiebreakers for making the uh, Big 12 championship. But there still is a small percent chance that the Longhorns can make it, and I think that's going to be a driving factor for them. Of course, for guys like Sam Ellinger, as well as their uh, pretty good receiving core, you got guys like Brennan Eagles out there, 
And there's a lot of other good receiving talent as well. And you're always going to see great talent at Texas. But Kansas State, um, at the on the road at Kansas State, is always a trap game for a lot of ranked teams, especially since Texas came off a pretty good emotional um, or an emotional loss right there to Iowa State. That was a tough one uh, to swallow since they, um, Iowa State really came from behind to steal that game on the road. Um, but I don't think Kansas State just has enough talent and enough guys right now to really make too much of a uh, competition here. I know Kansas State, they have Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he's really good. He's kind of like a Darren Sproles type back. He really reminds me of that. Um, he's actually leading the team in receiving yards and in rushing yards, which is very impressive to have that stat. But I just don't think they're any match for Texas this week. I think Texas probably can win by two to three touchdowns. Moving on, we have a a pretty fun matchup. If you're a North Carolina fan, we have the zero uh, two Western Carolina. Uh, what, let me see what they are. Uh, yeah, the the cat the Catamounts. Catamounts, Western Carolina, Carolina. Uh, taking on the number nineteen uh, uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, North Carolina, they are six and three right now. Now, num- they were number 19 last week, probably going to go down after a loss to a North- or Notre Dame. But uh, their offense has been pretty solid this year. Defense needs to step up. Uh, I'm a- I expect uh, Sam Howell to have uh, 20 touchdowns for this game. Uh, I think that's a safe bet, James, right there. Yeah, North Carolina, they're just going to be flexing their muscles this week. They're angry. They're mad at that loss against Notre Dame last week in their own house. I think North Carolina is going to come out. They're going to come out pretty angry. Um, I expect the running game to do very well as well, too, as they have two really great running backs, as well as Sam Howell leading out the uh, passing game. And I just feel like this is just going to be an offensive juggernaut type of game for North Carolina. Expect probably 50, 60, maybe even 70 points for the Tar Heels as they just cruise to an easy victory over their FCS competition. Moving on. On we have uh, the one and two Rice Owls traveling to Huntington, West Virginia, to take on the number twenty-one Marshall Thundering Herd. Marshall's having a great season right now, coming in with the fiftieth anniversary of the plane crash that happened that killed killed I believe uh, 70, 70 players and coaches coaches and Marshall's trying to have the best season possible for those guys. Guys, Rice, they they are one and two right now. Only lot, uh, win was against uh, Southern Miss a couple weeks ago. And for this game, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, Marshall. They're a 21 and a half point favorite. Yeah, I mean, again, with Rice, it's been a really tough season for them. And just in terms of postponements, they've really faced a lot. So that's been a really tough um, draw for the Owls. I mean, the only main notable part of the season has been the quadruple doink for the Rice Owls right there, which has been one of the most infamous moments in college football this year. Uh, But I feel like a quadruple doink is really going to represent what this game is going to be like for the Rice Owls against Marshall. Marshall just has a lot of competition. They seem to be like a team on a mission right there. And Marshall's still trying to keep themselves right there in contention uh, for one of those spots right there in a New Year's Six Bowl. If they can really finish off strong, finish off undefeated, and get some convincing victories, they may be able to make a pretty good bid at getting a New Year's Six Bowl if they can keep moving up the rankings. So definitely look for Marshall to have a pretty big game here led by Knox, the running back. Uh, next, we have a uh, Big 12 
matchup, we have uh, the number 23 Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on uh, TCU. TCU got a big win over uh, Kansas last week. I shouldn't say a big win, but they blew them out just just as uh, every other Big 12 team. Oklahoma State, they won a close game against Texas Tech, 50-44, uh, to 44, I believe. What do you have to say about this game? Well, I mean, of course, in the Big 12, you got your classic shootouts. Um, I really enjoyed the Oklahoma State-Texas Tech matchup. What kind of really worried me about Oklahoma State, though, was their rushing defense showed a lot of holes against that Texas Tech rushing offense. But again, Texas Tech's offense is not a bad offense by any means. But Oklahoma State, they're definitely going to have to stiffen up a lot more on defense uh, to be able to go into Fort Worth and get a victory. I mean, TCU, they've had some big wins. They went on the road and defeated Texas as well this season. So they've Definitely had their fair share of big wins. And then Oklahoma State as well with the injury to uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, Do you know if he's back in this game yet or is this injury going to be lasting? We might have to check uh, Chuba Hubbard's status for this game. But if he's not playing, that's going to be a huge loss. But again, the freshman running back last week for uh, Oklahoma State who came in, he did a great job coming in in relief. And, yeah, it's just been tough right there with uh, the leg injury going to Chuba Hubbard. But I think Oklahoma State is still going to edge out TCU. But expect this to be a really close game. Um, I'd expect this to just be a little bit back and forth, especially through the first three quarters. And then you can probably see uh, some sort of uh, separation occur uh, with Oklahoma State pulling away probably in the fourth quarter. I'd say they win by probably 10 points or so, but it's going to be a pretty back-and-forth game up until about the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I believe Chuba Hubbard is still out. But if he's not out, that's really going to help out Oklahoma State for sure. Yeah, I can't find anything on the injury right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to assume he's out. If he plays, that that's going to help out uh, Oklahoma State a bunch. Uh, Oklahoma State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep, close game. I mean, I think Oklahoma State's going to cover, but it's going to be a really tight game. I already know that for sure. Texas Tech or TCU is a really good competition, and that's just a good Big 12 right there. It just shows that they're, that middle tier of the Big 12 can always be a tough, a bunch, a bunch of tough outs for a lot of these teams. I mean, look at TCU. They've beaten Texas, which is just a great win. They have wins over teams like Texas Tech as well, which, again, gave Oklahoma State some struggles last week. So the TCU Horn Frogs have been a decent team so far. So that, I'm really excited to see that matchup. Yeah, for this game, I'm going to take Oklahoma State, State, but I think it's going to come down to the last possession. Whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. Yeah, I definitely like that prediction. That's a good one. Next next game, we got the college game day game of the week. We have the 9-1 Liberty Flames traveling to Conway, South Carolina to take on the number 20 Coastal Carolina, Chanta Clears. Clears. Coastal Carolina has been the story of college football this year. Been a surprise team. And they just became a FBS team, I believe, like four years ago. And they're already having a big year. Yes, it is. Both of these teams are really making some noise. Both of these teams are pretty new to the FBS Power Five, or not Power Five, FBS Group of Five, but they're all doing like really great things. I mean, Liberty, they're building a great program aside from their one loss to NC State, which again, that's tough having to go and play Power Five competition like that. They've been fantastic. I mean, they pulled off some really good wins, including that one crazy win in Blacksburg. And then Coastal Carolina has really been, like as you as you heard uh, Freddie say right there, they've really been uh, one of the best stories 
rivalries in college football. So it's just fantastic to see these two teams match up as well. Um, I feel like it's going to be a really great game. I think Liberty might be a little bit more battle-tested, but I think the home field advantage with Coastal Carolina and the momentum that they're carrying into this game is what's going to ultimately give them the victory. But I think it's going to be a really good, hard-fought, back-and-forth type of game. And it's not to say that Coastal Carolina hasn't had their fair share of uh, games that have been close as well, where they had a battle against Appalachian State, and they've had their few battles as well to get to where they are now. So um, I also expect Liberty to probably be in the top 25. They are number 25 in the AP poll, but not in the um, – college football playoff poll yet but we'll see later tonight where they uh, end up being but they're either going to be in top 25 or the other receiving votes but both of these teams are really uh some of the best group of five teams out there so i'm excited to see these uh group of five heavyweights match up uh, i've been a coastal carolina fan uh parents this whole season i've been picking them every week but this week, I might have to betray them. I, I think I got, I'm going to trust Hugh Freeze, and I'm going with the Flames. Yeah, you think she's going to shut down, uh, be able to freeze the Flames. I kind of like that uh, mantra right there, freezing the Flames. But, again, I disagree. I'm going to take the shots here to go and uh, pull off the victory at home and go to 10-0. and 0. <laughs> Moving on, we have... Uh, the one in nine Syracuse Orange traveling to South Bend to take on the number two Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Notre Dame is undefeated right now, now and trying to go to the ACC championship. They just have to win one more game, I think. Yep, but but they yeah they have Syracuse and Wake Forest next week. If they win both of those, they go to the ACC championship and keep their playoff hopes alive. Not to mention you got Ian Book, who's right now making a pretty decent case for the Heisman Trophy as well these past couple of weeks. He's been a great leader for Notre Dame. He's really stepped up this season. It's really been impressive seeing what he's been able to do for the team. He's been uh, their leader. I mean, they also have really great people at the tight end positions, as well as their running backs and running game really stepping up. It feels like Notre Dame is really just starting to gel together. Ever since that Clemson game, things have just been fantastic for Notre Dame, and I just don't see that stopping this week. Syracuse, one and nine. It's been a very rough season. Um, the only win, I believe, was over Georgia Tech, if I remember right. So, I mean, it really has not been the best season uh, for Syracuse, and it's just been ugly these past couple of weeks, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. At Syracuse, I think they're just trying to – they'll be happy for the season to end, honestly, at this point. Yeah, yeah, Syracuse has been having a rough season just a couple of years ago. They were one of the best teams, beat, uh, beat Clemson, and everyone thought uh, there would be a new change up in Syracuse. Well, unfortunately, they're back to the bottom, and hopefully a change will happen soon. Yeah, I think ever since they lost Dungy, Dungy was a pretty good quarterback for them for a couple of years out there. He was able to lead them over some wins over Clemson. Um, they still did fight against Clemson, though, so I'll give them some credit for that. So maybe if they play like they did against Clemson, they may be able to make a little bit of noise in this game. But again, I think this is going to be a blowout where you see Notre Dame win by probably five to six touchdowns. It can be that ugly. <laughs> Completely agree with that. Uh, moving on, we have the oh yeah uh, number six number six Kansas. Florida traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee to take on the two and five Tennessee Volunteers. 
Florida's a 17 and a half point favorite in this game. If Florida wins this game, they they lock they lock up the SEC East and will go on to the SEC Championship to take take on most likely Alabama. Yep, I think um, if I remember right, um, Alabama. No, they almost clinched it. If Alabama wins. Uh, this week they clinch it right because they only have to play LSU and uh, Arkansas. So yeah, Florida. Uh, this is a golden opportunity right there to take your division and just pretty much own that and get the SEC East victory. And Tennessee, they're one of those teams where I feel like they've just phoned it in. I mean, everything went downhill. They were in the rankings and everything was doing. They were doing pretty well, but then that Kentucky game happened where all the wheels fell off, multiple pick sixes in the first half, and that's just. Everything went downhill for Tennessee since then, and I just don't see Tennessee being able to put up a little bit of a fight here against Florida. Maybe they'll be able to put together a few touchdown drives, but I just don't see them being able to go and really compete at a really high level. And again, it's just Florida. They have too many people, especially now with Pitts being back for a second week. Uh, he's making his case for why he should be a very high draft pick in the NFL. And I just think Kyle Trask is just going to have a field day throwing the football here for the Florida Gators. And I feel like they're going to go ahead and knock out Tennessee in Knoxville, Tennessee. What do you think, James? Uh, I'm going to go with Florida. Kyle Trask, he's pretty much the front runner for the Heisman right now. He has Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields right behind him. But. With both of them uh, missing some games, uh, I think Kyle Trask is going to win the Heisman. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he's been a great threat for uh, Kyle Trask this year. Kyle Pitts to Kyle Trask, the Kyle connection. Kyle connection right there. It's almost funny when you had the uh, Kyle connection happening in uh, Kyle Field and College Station when they played Texas A&M. Got to love the Kyles right there for Florida. Um, yeah, they're definitely going to dominate this week. I feel really confident about Florida over Tennessee. I know there's a rivalry game there, and you have to sometimes throw the records out in the rivalry game, but I just feel Tennessee really phoned it in at this point. I completely agree. Well, we're going to have to see if uh, Tennessee is going to move on from uh, Jared Gorantano. He's been having a rough year. A couple it, of rough years just, now. It, yeah, is uh, Pruitt going to move on? This week, or is he going to stick with Guarantano? We'll have to see. We shall see. Next game, we have a uh, number twelve Indiana taking on number sixteen Wisconsin. Wisconsin, they after last week's game uh, got canceled, they are officially eliminated from the Big Ten championship. Assuming they don't change the rules, Indiana they they got a big win over. Maryland, but but unfortunately, their quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Uh, tore his ACL, I believe, and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. That's yeah. a big loss for that Indiana offense. It just really hurts to hear that. I mean, Indiana, they were rolling right now. They definitely would have had a really great shot at going to the Rose Bowl. Um, this is pretty much a game that is going to decide one of those major bowl games right there for the Big Ten, who's going to be the Big Ten qualifier uh, for one of the big bowl games because, I mean, Ohio State, they're probably going to be in the playoff uh, barring any sort of uh, crazy uh, happening or crazy losses or unexpected things. And uh, this is a battle just between two teams in the Big Ten that are really doing great things this year. I mean, Wisconsin, their only loss was against Northwestern, but in their other wins, uh, Graham Mertz and the offense looked insanely good. Um, Wisconsin, I know they definitely want to prove themselves after facing that upset uh, to Northwestern. Um, they really got stonewalled. Their passing game was pretty much shut down. 
by the uh, Wildcats. And I think Indiana's defense is not as good as Northwestern's defense. So I think Wisconsin may have a little bit more room uh, to do what they want to do. Um, I feel like this would have been a really good opportunity for a shootout if Penix was in the game. But instead, Indiana's going to be depending on their backup. As a result, I think they're really going to go more towards Stevie Scott. But this is one of the most toughest matchups to predict right here, especially given how Indiana's going to be without their starting quarterback, which makes it really hard to pick them. But Wisconsin as well has had a lot of games off, and it's just not been a really consistent season for them. But for some reason, I just really get the feeling Wisconsin's going to be able to pull this one off right there. Um, I don't feel like they um, they think they're pretty mad still about that Northwestern loss. I think this is a great spot for them to be able to show that they can beat a legitimate team uh, in the Big Ten and Indiana. And Indiana, without their starting quarterback, it's going to be pretty tough. And it's not to mention that Wisconsin's rush defense is pretty solid and having to go uh, Stevie Scott be your only uh, star option right there. That's going to be pretty tough. But Hey, watch out for Ty Freifogel. Watch out for Watt Fillier, um, also known as the burger and fries combination for Indiana. They might be able to put in some work, but I think the Badgers end up pulling this one off by a very, very close game. Um, I don't know how Wisconsin is favored by 14 points. I don't think it's going to be that big of a margin right there. I think it's going to be a very close game, like three to four points right there. Give me the Badgers to win 27-23. Yeah, Indiana's defense has been pretty solid this year, year, uh, especially last week, or not last week, two weeks ago against Ohio State. They were able to get some pressure on Justin Fields, causing to make some bad decisions and force some turnovers. And and last week, we saw that with uh, Graham Mertz. He struggled against uh, Northwestern's defense. And I think Indiana's defense is going to get some pressure. The question is, is their offense going to be Fine, fine. We'll have to see, but I'm gonna actually take Indiana for this week. Interesting. So we disagree on that um, aspect right there. It should be a good matchup, though. It just really goes to show how competitive uh, these two teams are and how difficult of a matchup this one is to assess. Probably say the most difficult this week, honestly. I I agree with that. Uh, moving on, we have uh, the five and three West Virginia Mountaineers traveling to. Uh, Ames, Iowa, Ames, or Ames, Iowa, to take on number 13, Iowa State. Iowa State got a big win over uh, Texas last week and and have a very good chance to uh, secure a spot in the Big 12 championship this week with a win over West Virginia. West Virginia's game last week was postponed against Oklahoma. And, well, they should be all rested, and we'll have to see what they can do this week. Iowa State, watch out. Really watch out for this game. I think Iowa State's still going to win, and they're going to probably win by a touchdown. But West Virginia, I mean, any that mid-tier in the Big 12, they can really compete with a lot of these teams that are there. West Virginia actually has a really big chance to really establish themselves to get a big opportunity this week against Iowa State and a big opportunity the next week against Oklahoma. And if they can win both of those games, those would be pretty big victories um, for West Virginia right there. So um, Iowa State, they've almost pretty much clinched their spot in the Big 12 championship, and I believe they can fully clinch a spot if they win this week, just considering there's only one more game left. So I think statistically that would lock them into the play or um, into the uh, Big 12 championship. So I don't think Iowa State's going to lose uh, sight on that opportunity. Um, they have really great coaching. They have um, also a great running back in Hall that's really going to lead Iowa State I believe, to a victory. They got the home uh, crowd behind them as well, too. 
And uh, Iowa State, especially if they would decide to wear their black jerseys, they were undefeated in those jerseys, just um, just to say something. So if they wear those jerseys, I'd expect them to win. But still, I think Iowa State's definitely going to pull off the victory. But it's going to be a close game. And if they don't bring their A game this week, they definitely have a shot at getting upset. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Iowa State this week. I really like Brock Purdy, uh, Brees Hall. He's been a, been a great running back for that team. And he's the NCAA in rushing, I believe. Yeah, I think he's like top five. Five, let me double check. Yeah, I think he's over a thousand, if I remember right. Rushing, Brees Hall, number two. Number two. Uh, yeah, only behind the UTSA running back. But yeah, still 1,200 yards is very impressive to have. Yes, it is. So, so for this game, I'm going to take Iowa State. Yep, good pick. I can say that. I mean, again, I just say they just got to make sure they don't – if they have any sort of letdown game after that Texas matchup and that emotional victory, they definitely could lose this game. But I think they're going to be all right. Coming up next, we have uh, number 24, Iowa Iowa take, taking on uh, the Illinois Fighting Alumni. Yep. Fighting Alumni in Champaign. Yep, you got a good matchup here. Um, Iowa-Illinois, they always seem to have some uh, close games usually, especially when they're playing in Champaign. They've had some games where they've been about three, six, nine-point victories around that range for Iowa. Iowa usually tends to get the um, upper hand in this matchup. But uh, Illinois, they've been on a pretty decent um streak right there even though they had a lot of injuries and a lot of people lost to COVID they've really been able to string together some impressive wins most notably that impressive victory on the road at Nebraska uh, that really showed me what Illinois was made of also uh, being able to beat Rutgers on the road was pretty impressive so Illinois they've been that funny team that's been really great on the road but not great at home and they're at home this week so give me the Iowa Hawkeyes to uh, pull off the victory right there the Iowa Hawkeyes they'll play Iowa Hawkeyes football uh, that Kirk Ferentz has done. He actually just received, I believe, his 100th Big Ten win, which is very cool to be able to have that under your belt. So really good congratulations to uh, Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa football program. And I think they're going to win a game that Iowa tends to always win, where they put up um, pretty good rushing numbers with Makai Sargent and the rest of their running backs right there as well. Um, I'd expect them to probably pull off this victory from a score about 31-17 to 17 or 31-14, to 14, somewhere around that range. Yeah, Iowa, they, right now they're on a four-game win streak. Uh, lost their first two games to Northwestern, I believe. Yep, they lost to Northwestern and Purdue. Purdue, and then both were one-possession games. Then after that, they've been, been pretty much destroying their opponents. They won against Michigan State 49-7, Minnesota 35-7, 41-21 against Penn State. State and I'm, I'm going to take the Hawkeyes for this game. Yeah, good pick for sure. I think Iowa's rolling right now. They've really hit their stride, and they definitely have a good chance to finish off the year six and two. Also, been one of those rare Big Ten teams that has not had a game canceled yet. I think so. Yeah, they have not gotten a game canceled yet. Uh, moving on, we have number twenty-five Tulsa taking on the Navy Midshipmen. Navy started off the season uh, pretty rough. Rough uh, lost to BYU fifty-five to three, three, and then t- lost to Air Force forty to seven, seven. But hey, I mean, they still had some momentum. But the losses these past couple of weeks as well, 
just hasn't been ideal. And I just uh, Navy's tackling that was the biggest issue at the beginning of the year, but right now, I mean, it just seems like it's not been. It's been a kind of a scramble of a season right now for Navy, and I just feel like Tulsa's just been a little bit more consistent. The Americans a little crazy though, especially late season. American conference teams always tend to try to upset each other. Um, there's a lot of weird upsets that tend to happen as well in the American Conference, but I don't think this is going to be one of them. I think Tulsa, they have a shot um, at being able to win the American Conference and win um, some uh, get some great uh, traction in the division, and they have a big matchup against Cincinnati. So maybe the only thing that could really hold Tulsa back is if they're looking ahead to the Cincinnati matchup. If they do, that might uh, come back to bite them. But I think for now, I, I'm going to pick Tulsa. I think Tulsa has been rolling right now. They've been doing a great job all season. Pulled off big wins against UCF. Same thing with Cincinnati that pulled off a big win against UCF recently, too. Um, but, yeah, give me Tulsa. Give me the uh, Golden Hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, something to note for Navy. Uh, last week they played Memphis Memphis and lost the game at 10-7. to But but they that was their first game in almost a month month they've had uh three straight postponements up until last week Ooh, that and is an impressive defensive effort and their defense definitely played well against memphis whose offense i think has been pretty solid this year your tulsa their defense has been pretty good this year offense offense has been uh stepping it up the past couple weeks weeks and something to note to note for tulsa they've they are 4-0 this year when they're down by 14 or more points. Hmm, interesting. So I guess that could be a strategy right there. Get down to Navy 14-0 and maybe come back. But, uh, you know, against any of these triple option teams, I wouldn't recommend getting down by a certain amount of score because they could run down that clock really quickly on you. Uh, I, that is definitely true. Sure, they definitely don't need a, a slow start this week. You got that right. All right, on to the uh, winless Vanderbilt Commodores on the road at Georgia. And one of the big stories, of course, with the uh, Vanderbilt Commodores is Sarah Fuller as well. Uh, She was able to get in the game last week and uh, be able to get a play against Missouri. I'm hoping Vanderbilt at least can get a field goal or get in the field goal range uh, so that she can be able to attempt a field goal in a game as well, which I feel like would be a really good moment too. But for Vanderbilt in general, it's been a little bit rough right there. I mean, they just fired their coach, uh, Derek Mason, now. I mean, he had a really tough scenario and tough situation with Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt had their best years with James Franklin, and then now he had to try to follow that up and try to get Vanderbilt to a point where they're winning seven to eight games a year, which is very difficult in the SEC. Um, But this week, I mean, this should probably be a slaughter right here. But then again, Georgia, they had a tougher game. Um, When they played Mississippi State, they only won by seven points, which is a little bit unexpected right there, Um, especially given all the injuries and all the COVID people that Mississippi State had where they only had 40-something people on their roster and mississippi state was still able to give them a run for their money so maybe vanderbilt will do something interesting i mean they made things interesting against florida for a little bit so they definitely have some fight in them but after that shutout last week against missouri that ugly way i don't see them being able to compete at all against georgia on the road how about you freddie you think they can even compete probably not they have been in Georgia before, uh, I think 2016 they did. Last time they did, they beat Georgia. Uh, I remember that watching that game, and I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't sleep for days. Yeah, but I could definitely feel that. There were some interesting games. I still remember a time in the barbershop, 2013, 
uh, they pulled off a fake field goal in that game. It was in um, Nashville when they played a Vanderbilt-Georgia game. And then they also had this running back named Seymour who got the game-winning touchdown uh, for Vanderbilt that day. So, yeah, there's been some uh, times where Vanderbilt is up. It's not in Georgia, but I don't think this is going to be one of those times. I agree with that. Vanderbilt's going to have to play play great defense this week, which they haven't <laughs> done so well this season. Not at all. Often. Yeah, but I do hope they can at least get a touchdown or get in field goal range, range so uh, Sarah Fuller can at least attempt a kick or a field goal. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, last week I was waiting for them to even get in field goal range, and they didn't get in field goal range once or get a touchdown. So hopefully they don't get shut out this time. Moving on, we have uh, number 15, Oregon, taking on the Cal Golden Bears. Cal is having a rough season so far. They're 0-3, but Oregon had a rough loss. Yeah, on their road to their bitter rivals in uh, up in Corvallis there in the little battle of the highlighter game right there between the uh, Oregon Ducks and the Oregon State uh, Beavers right there wearing their fluorescent colors out there in the fog. Uh, Really tough loss for Oregon, especially given that they were supposed to be the team in the Pac-12 to really go and make a run for the playoffs potentially. But with that loss to Oregon State, they're pretty much eliminated. In the Pac-12, they pretty much have all their hope in USC, but I even don't think that's going to be enough. Uh, California's had the wonkiest season, uh, definitely one of the wonkiest seasons. They've had to play games on Sundays. It's just not been fun at all. Um, they've had losses to their rivals, UCLA. They lost to Stanford because of a blocked extra point. It's just been really bad for California. I mean, eventually their luck is going to have to turn around, I think. But I don't think it's going to turn around this week. But, hey, I think California, they've kept a lot of their games close. And I think they might keep this one close as well. I don't think there's a big disparity in um, competition between the Pac-12. I think there's a lot of even teams in the Pac-12 that are going to have really close matchups. Um, I think Oregon could be caught a little bit looking ahead to their big matchup against Washington next week. So I expect Cal to at least put up a pretty good fight. But I think Oregon's going to win by about... That's give me anywhere between 10 and 14 points. I think Oregon Ducks are going to win. I completely agree with that. Cal, Cal, they just, they haven't had the most ideal situation. Uh, Their first two games were canceled. Then playing on a Sunday, 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 uh, their game against Oregon State and Stanford was really close. Stanford came down to a blocked extra point which is just really sad that one that really hurts for cal fans right there having to be able to deal with that and i know my dad he um grew up in the um berkeley area and he was always a cal fan and that's always tough to lose in that big of a rivalry game by a blocked extra point that just makes you bitter Uh, now moving on we have the number three Three eight and one Clemson Tigers traveling to Blacksburg to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Virginia Tech has been having a rough season. They're four and five right now. Clemson's eight and one. Only loss was to uh, Notre Dame, and they didn't have uh, Trevor Lawrence for that game. Game uh, last week. Week they throttled pittsburgh yeah took care of pittsburgh trevor lawrence had like 400 yards and yeah the all purple unis right there last week but again clemson 
team on a mission. They want to get that revenge against Notre Dame. And the only way they're going to be able to get that revenge is if they can win in Blacksburg because Miami, the Hurricanes are right there on their uh, tail. If the uh, Clemson Tigers can't take care of business, then the uh, Hurricanes actually can get that spot in the uh, ACC championship. And I don't think they uh, want that to happen, of course. So Clemson, they just have to be able to win at Virginia Tech, which teams like Liberty have been able to go into Blacksburg as well. And then you got the Miami Hurricanes who also took down Virginia Tech. Um, I think Virginia Tech, things have just fallen downhill for them. But even if they were not falling downhill and they still were like 7-3 and three or something right now, I still wouldn't like their chances against Clemson just because Clemson just has too much talent. They have too much drive right now. I mean, they got their leader back in Trevor Lawrence uh, for the second week in a row, and he's definitely going to shine um, underneath the lights there in Blacksburg. I completely agree. I'm, g- I'm going to take the Clemson Tigers for this game. Now, next we have number one Alabama taking on – LSU, this game was supposed to be played, I think, three weeks ago, but was postponed due to a COVID outbreak uh, for LSU. But the, the SEC wanted this game to happen, so they made some changes to the schedule this week. So this game could happen. Alabama, they destroyed uh, Auburn last week in the Iron Bowl and are trying to... to win this game so they can go to the Big Ten champ or, or SEC championship, not the Big Ten, <laughs> SEC championship, so they can uh, take take on Florida and go to the playoffs. Well, let's just say this. Alabama, um, they have not lost in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in a very long time. Uh, most of the wins that LSU has gotten, uh, the only two wins they've gotten probably in the last 10 years, I think, against Alabama, were both on the road in Tuscaloosa. This game is being played in Baton Rouge and Death Valley. Uh, and this is also a revenge spot as Alabama was embarrassed on their own field by LSU last year um, in the Joe Burrow-Clyde Edwards-Hilaire game where they had LSU players yelling to Alabama recruits um, to come to LSU and everything like that. That's something that Alabama definitely is going to take personally. Um, you saw Nick Saban last year, uh, last week have the uh, Iron Bowl from home. That was a little bit of an interesting experience and an interesting development um, with some of these star head coaches between like Nick Saban and Ryan Day having the uh, COVID cases. But I still think Alabama is going to – ooh, I think they're going to throttle them this week. I think this is a revenge spot. They're mad. They're going to beat the living tar out of LSU this week, and I think they're just going to really just flex their muscles, especially through the passing game. Mac Jones has just looked amazing every single week, and I think he's going to look great again this week. And again, you got Devontae Smith. He's going to go and go to work. He's going to get his 100 yards. He's going to get his 10 receptions. And it's just going to be a duff game for LSU all around. What do you think? Well, I was going to take Alabama, and I still am. But LSU, LSU their best player, uh, Mar- Terrence Marshall, he decided to opt out, and he's out for the rest of the season. And he was, uh, he was pretty much the only person left on the that. LSU offense after Jamar Chase opted out and Miles Brennan getting hurt. So so I think Alabama's just going to destroy them. LSU's defense has been struggling this year. Though last week, uh, they, they played pretty good. Probably their best game on defense for, for the season. But offense struggled. And if, if you don't have an offense, you're not going to be Bama. So... 
Not at all. I mean, you've seen lots of teams, even with offenses, that have really fallen short against Alabama. But that's Alabama for you right now. This year, they've really been a team on a mission. Uh, they've been coming out week after week, uh, playing their game and doing a fantastic job. And I don't expect that to change now. I mean, they got LSU. They're going to play Arkansas, but they're going to be cruising into the championship game against Florida. And that's going to be their toughest matchup. Uh, to date probably uh, coming up there so i'm excited for that matchup in the future uh barring any crazy upsets but i don't think there's going to be a crazy upset this week in uh baton rouge uh next we have uh the two and five baylor bears traveling to norman to take on the number 11 oklahoma sooners oklahoma's six and two right now had a rough start to the season lost two of their first three games i believe mm-hmm, that's right but but have been uh, playing really well uh, over the past couple weeks. Baylor t- two and five. They they've been having a rough season. They lost Matt Rule, ruled, ruled, and obviously when the allegations happened, Baylor's program went downhill. And then Matt Rule came in, looked like things were going to change, and and he left to for the NFL and Baylor's programs has gone back downhill. Hill, Oklahoma, their offense has been playing really good this past couple weeks, and I think they're going to easily win this game. Yep, Boomer Sooner, they're going to roll this week. I think the Baylor, there's no match for Oklahoma. Oklahoma is one of those teams that always gets a lot of momentum late in the season. Um, It seems like they always seem to do a great job of that. Even if they have a loss early in the year, whether that's to Texas in the past or this year where they lost to Iowa State and Kansas State or they get an upset early in the season, they always seem to get back on their horse and start rolling again late season. This is where Oklahoma really starts to hit their stride. Um, Oklahoma may even have another shot at taking out Iowa State, and I think that's a big driving factor for them. They have a really good good chance of being able to get second place in the Big 12 right now, um, especially after their win in Bedlam where they really look good um i actually like their chances of beating iowa state and winning the big 12 once again and show why oklahoma has always been the overlord to the big 12 especially in this uh generation of college football but oklahoma i think they're gonna just have an easy victory right here expect their offense to put up lots of points expect baylor to put up some points as well too but i think it's gonna be something like a 56 to like 24 28 type game something like that completely agree with that so now we're going to talk about some of the big games with uh, teams that might might be ranked this week, might not be ranked, but should be pretty good matchups. Uh, we have the 8-1 Louisiana Raging Cajun traveling to Boone, North Carolina to take on Appalachian State. State Appalachian State 7-2. Their two losses came to uh, Marshall and Coastal Carolina. Louisiana's only loss was to Coastal Carolina by a field goal, I believe. I believe uh, Billy Napier's been having a great year he's a top coaching candidate this year we'll see if he can he'll leave louisiana or come back for another year here what do you have to say about this game once again really great matchup again the uh, group of five is really having a really good weekend of matchups between again you got this heavyweight matchup between louisiana and uh, appalachian state to uh, go along with some of your other matchups like the liberty and uh, coastal carolina matchups uh, this one's a really good one between the Rage and Cajuns, which are fill goal away from being undefeated. Not to mention, shout out to uh, Louisiana for pulling off a victory over the Iowa State um, 
uh, Cyclones right there who uh, ended up getting the um, – who's right now in the lead in the Big 12. So it's definitely interesting to note how Louisiana's win against Iowa State's really aging well. And Appalachian State, of course, they've lost some heartbreakers as well to really good teams in Marshall and in Coastal Carolina. But um, this is a really tough game. I think Appalachian State – um, with them being at home, I really like their chances to be able to win. Um, a lot of the times, I really favor home teams. And I really favor home field matchups. And it really does play a big role. I mean, you can even look at Louisiana, um, Coastal Carolina game, I believe, earlier. I think that was played in Coastal Carolina, if I remember right. And again, Coastal Carolina was able to edge them out. So I'm going to go with Appalachian State here. I'm going to go with uh, Louisiana. I really like Billy Napier as a coach. Coach, I think South Carolina would be a good spot for him. Him or Vanderbilt. Or Vanderbilt, yeah, at this point. I would say probably South Carolina would be a better spot. But, but we'll, have, we'll have to see what happens during this year's uh, coaching carousel. So, but for this game, I'm taking Louisiana. Our next game, we have uh, the Stanford Cardinal taking on the Washington Huskies in a uh, Pac-12 matchup. Washington is 3-0 and right now. Now and Stanford's one and two, I believe. That is correct. With uh, Stanford's uh, losses coming against Oregon and Colorado, but with their victory coming um, last week over the California Golden Bears off of the uh, blocked extra point, which is a big special teams play by uh, Stanford to be able to pull that off uh, late game to be able to surge like that. But the Washington Huskies, they've been rolling this year. They really look good. Uh, they've looked like the best team in the Pac-12. They've already taken out Oregon State, which is a pretty impressive win now, especially considering Oregon State took down Oregon. Um, you got the Washington Huskies um, victory as well, too. Um, last week over Arizona, where they just dominated that whole game, uh, wearing their alternate black jerseys. I'm sure they got the team pretty hyped up for that game. But they definitely have a lot of talent at Washington. This is one of the best Washington teams I've seen in a little while. Um, I think they have a really good shot at being able to win the Pac-12 North, and I think they're going to continue that hot streak um, into this game here against Stanford. So giving the Washington Huskies the win, and win by a pretty decent margin. I'm taking the, the Huskies as well. Uh, moving on, we, we have a little bit of a Maction game. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have any Maction this week. week uh, I believe the, uh, all the Maction games are done for this week, but we still have a, a good Maction. A Mac matchup. We have uh, the Buffalo Bulls. Bulls who are four and zero, I believe. Yep, undefeated four and zero right now. Four and zero, ranked number one in the uh, Mac according to certain articles I've read from the Mac conference. And we have the Ohio Bobcats. Yep, they are two and one, uh, coming off a two game win streak over two really bad teams, but still pulling off a win streak is pretty good right now. Um, over zero and four Akron and over zero and four. Um, Bowling Green. So, again, uh, I'm a go-to Ohio University, so I've been able to look at some of their games, and I've seen Tuggle has really been having a really big game. But one interesting thing about Ohio University, uh, they've had a lot of great special teams plays. They've had two kick return touchdowns uh, for Ohio University, which is definitely an impressive stat. Those are things, and those are plays and games that can really um, be big shifts in momentum, whether it's after a team scoring to be able to come back and get a kickoff return touchdown can really um, really create some separation. I feel like that could give Ohio University a chance. If they can get a kickoff return touchdown and really make a good special teams play, they could definitely pull off the upset. But the main matchup I'm really looking for is the running backs. These teams, 
are both running the ball very well this year. Not to mention you got people like Tuggle. Tuggle, who I mentioned earlier, has been a really great running back for Ohio University. But even better of a running back right now has been Patterson for the Buffalo Bulls. He's ran for 920 yards and 16 touchdowns, and they've only played four games. That makes him good enough to be in the top 10 in college football in rushing yards, and he's only played four games. There are teams that have played nine games that have more rushing yards or around that same rushing yard total that he does. And there are teams that have way less rushing yards and top runners that have that much as Patterson. So Patterson has really been impressive athlete. He's been the workhorse uh, for this Buffalo Bulls offense. They haven't even been passing too much right there. They've only passed 78 times in comparison to Patterson's 107 carries. But it's definitely been impressive seeing his output. But Tuggle's output's been pretty good if you compare that proportion because he has about 400 yards on 53 carries. So lots of uh, good efficiency at the running back position. So expect a lot of rushing to be happening in this game um as a result i kind of expect more of a lower scoring game not in your 30s but more like in your 20s maybe give me like a 28 21 uh buffalo victory i feel that was gonna happen i really hope ohio university wins though i'm gonna be pulling for the bobcats yeah i'm gonna have to go with uh the buffalo bulls their offense has been uh amazing this 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 year and jared patterson has been uh pretty impressive but a lot of people aren't talking about Buffalo's offensive line. I've been watching a couple of their games, and their offensive line have been setting up great holes for Jarrett Patterson. Uh, people, people aren't giving them enough credit. Credit, he's been making plays on the ground, but it starts with the offensive line. If you don't have a good offensive line, it's hard to run the ball, pass the ball. So You got that right. I mean, they've been putting up crazy numbers on offense. They're averaging about 50 points per game. Uh, but one thing to note is their defense. They've given up a few uh, big amounts of points. I mean, they gave up 30 to NIU, and they gave up 41 to Kent. So maybe watch out for that. Maybe there could be a more of a high-scoring matchup. I just figured that there's going to be a lot of running, so that might run the clock down a lot. But, hey, there definitely could be some more scoring in this game, considering that it might be more of a run-and-shoot style of shootout. I definitely agree. I'm, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bulls. Bulls for this game. Just... They have a really high-powered offense, averaging 500 yards per game. Oof. Man, that's going to be a really fun matchup, honestly. I wish that was like a primetime game or something like that. That would have been a really good opportunity for the Mac or to at least get it on ESPN or something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, on at 3.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Yeah, I'll definitely be giving that game a watch for sure. Uh, next game we have... We have the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Rainbow Warriors. There you go. You got Hawaii. Taking on the San Jose State Spartans. San Jose State has been having a pretty good year. Over the past couple of years, they've been uh, struggling as a football program, getting only like one one or two wins a year. But this year, they've been having a pretty good year, 4-0 right now. And maybe they're turning things around for that program. I hope they're turning things around right now. I mean, it's great to see when um, programs that have not historically been the best uh, start to turn it around a little bit. And I feel San Jose State are getting some momentum, especially having an even record to this point. They would have probably had a decent shot. Or uh, Sorry, not even record. They have an undefeated record up to this point, which has been very impressive. Uh, they have a really good shot as well to maybe – Maybe dethrone Boise State. I mean, it's been a long time since anybody in the uh, that conference has been able to really dethrone uh, Boise State, aside from maybe Fresno State uh, pulling it off recently. But uh, San Jose State, they have a shot. If they can keep winning games, they'll give them a shot against uh, Boise. Um, did they already play, or did um, 
was that? Because I know Boise State, they only lost to uh, BYU. That's their only loss. But they should play unless they got post. Oh, it got canceled. That's a tough game to have canceled. Their past two games have been canceled. Yeah, so I bet they're itching to really get to play right now, man. That really sucks to see the Boise State and San Jose State matchup canceled. But what that might mean is San Jose State might be able to make the conference championship instead, but they might both have undefeated records, so in conference at least. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the San Jose State Spartans. They are a they I believe they are favored in this game. Uh yeah, they are favored. Uh they're um, projected to win at least 78% of the time, um, according to this uh, stats right uh, here. Yeah, six, yeah, they're a six-point favorite for this game. And Hawaii, they've, they've had some up-and-down games. Uh, they, they have a, a brand-new coach this year. Uh, uh, their old coach went to uh, Washington State to replace uh, Mike Leach. And, And their defense this year have been struggling, letting up 40 points, 34, 33, 31, and 19. Tino only let up 21 points in Nevada, who was having a pretty good season. They were undefeated up until this game. So it looks like they got a little defensive momentum coming into the game. So maybe that will help them out and maybe pull off the upset. Yeah. San Jose State, uh, State I believe, has had a couple close games. True, but they've won all of them. So, I so mean, yeah. It goes to show a lot of the um, guts the team has as well in really um, big matchups of that sort right there. Yeah, 17. This Actually, I take that back. The, they they won their games first game by, set, uh, by 11 points. Yep, all two score games or more so far. So give them some uh, props right there for that. I'm still really sad about the B uh, Boise State game being canceled. That would have been a really telling game, but I guess the game of the year now is going to be their game against Nevada late season. Now I, I'm actually curious about this. Where is San Jose State going to be playing? I, I believe they're in uh, Santa Clara County, and Santa Clara County just announced that uh, they're not allowing uh, contact sports for. Three weeks, so the 49ers had to move to to a neutral site location. I believe San Jose State's gonna have to as well. Ooh, that definitely is something to keep note of. Yeah, I've been out to that stadium before. I've been out to the uh, San Jose area to go out to an amusement park and uh, San Jose, a uh, very nice area, and that'd be kind of tough for them to have to leave a home stadium if that's there potentially. Definitely always a beautiful area though is um, San Jose, but yeah, San Jose and uh, Hawaii right there should be a decent battle. Uh, I'm going to take the Spartans. Me too. Uh, and then our last game, we have an SEC matchup. We have the 3-5 and five Arkansas Razorbacks taking on the 3-3 three and three, uh, Missouri Tigers, I believe. 4-3. Uh, 4-3, yeah. actually. Missouri's been quietly having, been having a pretty solid season. 4-3 and three right now. They... They have a, a brand new coach. They have uh, Eli uh, uh, Drinkwitz. He was a he was the coach at uh, Appalachian State last year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're building a pretty decent program right now with Missouri. Um, again, 
Missouri, they had a really big win again against last week against Vanderbilt, pulling off a shutout, which is always impressive. They've had victories over LSU, which, of course, coming into the season, you would thought no way Missouri would be able to pull off a win over LSU. But this year in 2020, they have been showing why they're the better Tigers, apparently, this year. Um, also, Arkansas. Arkansas has been very competent. Um, they've really had a lot of really good matchups. They're actually two plays away from being five and three. Um, if you think about the Auburn game, uh, where they had that really tough loss. Same thing with the LSU game, which is a very, very tough loss in that uh, rivalry for the Golden Boot, I believe is what it's called. Um, Arkansas, um, there's a lot of uh, talent right there, especially Burks at wide receiver is very dangerous. He's had some really great games, especially his game against Ole Miss was really good. And um, I feel like Arkansas definitely can make some noise. This is low-key one of the best uh, SEC games this week, and I'm really excited to watch this one. It's going to be pretty entertaining, I bet. But um, I'm going to take Arkansas, actually, to be able to pull this win off on the road. I think Felipe Franks gets it done for his team. He's been really great as a game manager. I mean, he has a 17-4 to 4, uh, touchdown interception ratio, which is fantastic. And I think Burks is going to get it done uh, through the air as well. And I think Arkansas edges them out by about four to seven points. I'm going to go with Arkansas as well for this game. Game. Uh, it's going to be a close game. Game, uh, I'll tell you guys that. But I think Arkansas, they're the underdog in this game, I, th- I think. I mean, I'd expect them to be, yes. They're, um, they're for the percentage total is 60% Missouri and 40% Arkansas. Uh, where is it? Yeah, 60 to uh, yeah, three. Uh, Missouri's at three po- actually favored in this game. They're a three point favorite. Yep. So I mean that's what I expected too, but I feel like um I'm gonna take Arkansas yeah. for this one right here. And they're gonna get to four and five, uh get ready for bowl season. They still gotta play Alabama, which isn't ideal for Arkansas at all. But again, four and five, really good chance to get a good win um in this week against one of their rivals that they play on a yearly basis. <laughs> Something I want to know right now is uh, Coastal Carolina and Liberty's game that was supposed to be played this weekend. Uh, it's been it has been postponed, or it's supposed to be postponed. Liberty has a little bit of a COVID outbreak, so instead, instead of uh, canceling the game, we're gonna have have uh, a BYU taking on Coastal Carolina. Pretty good matchup right there. Uh, two teams trying to make an argument for the college football playoff. More importantly, for BYU, I would say, I would say, trying to get some more uh, respect for the for the playoffs. Playoffs. Some people they're ranked number thirteen despite blowing out all their opponents. Opponents, and part of the reason is because of their schedule. But adding a uh, a ranked team in the playoff ranking should help them out a lot so so uh for this game i'm going to be taking byu you i th- i think they're the the better team team uh, zach wilson he's been a pretty good quarterback i think it's gonna be a very close game uh byu they they're gonna need to play some pretty good football footballs especially if they're trying to convince or impress the uh, committee, Coastal Carolina. They're trying to get a, another big upset and uh, remain undefeated. So we'll have to see how this game goes. Goes uh, as I just said, I'm taking BYU. 
And I and I talked to Cedric. He said he's going to take BYU as well for this game. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate the the support. I'll be back on uh, on Friday with my NFL predictions and our NFL recap. Then on Saturday, I'll be posting my NFL predictions. Sunday, I'll be doing my college recap from this weekend. And then Tuesday, I'll be posting my college predictions. Wednesdays, I'll be posting my NFL recap. And then uh, next Thursday, I'll be posting my NFL predictions. Really appreciate the support. Hope you guys are having a great week or weekend whenever you're seeing this podcast. Uh, Stay safe and go Bills and Hail State.